6: The final edition Radio Hour is a work of satire, intended for people who own books, gentrify neighbourhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly, the satire that is. Hi, I'm Tony Hendra, and this is the final edition Radio Hour. We have a fantastic show and podcast this week for you, but fair satirical warning. We've omitted anything about the final demise of the Keystone Pipeline, because it's not really fair to kick the Koch brothers in their tiny wrinkled nuts when they're down. We're not touching the new Mormon rules on excluding or excommunicating same-sex couples and their children, which many have condemned as absurd and terminally out of the mainstream. Why? Because nothing could be as absurd and terminally out of the mainstream as the origin story of Mormonism itself. And we don't need to do anything at all about a man smart enough to cut open people's heads and tinker with their hippocampi being caught in an incredibly dumb lie like, I got into West Point. Hey Ben, fact-checking ain't brain surgery. However, we do deal with every issue you could wish for, from if red meat gives you cancer, why don't all cows have cancer? To 1877 Guns for Kids, to the burning question of cloth versus not cloth diapers, to next week's Republican debate in which the surviving dolts are writing their own questions, to Hillary's new secret sexting problem. I know, you don't want to know, but you're going to anyway, on the Final Edition Radio Hour. The World
7: Health Organization says processed meat raises the odds of cancer. The final edition asks the man on the street.
0: What do you think? Like the bad kind of cancer? Isn't it ironic that death is about the best way to lose weight?
7: So human flesh
0: is still okay. I think what I'm going to do is forget that I ever heard this. How come the cow doesn't get cancer? So did anyone really think that bacon didn't cause cancer? As
7: long as I can still eat
0: pussy! I'll say this about cancer. It tastes delicious.
7: Processed meat kills you. Immigrants are processed. Connect the dots,
0: people! They don't mean all pork, right? Just some pork like maybe i'll get i'll get a good one
8: look if you
7: don't have hot dogs anymore what are they going to pull out of my ass at the emergency room
9: 1877
10: guns for kids g u n z guns for kids 1877 guns for kids. Donate your guns today.
1: Guns. Not a single responsible adult gun owner has been able to curb the recent wave of violence against our most vulnerable of citizens. The answer? More guns, of course. But this time, let's put them in the hands of the Americans that need them the most.
11: 1877 guns for kids. GUNZ guns for kids. 1877 guns
1: for kids. Donate your guns today. So go to one of our local gun drives or apply for a shipping label online at www.gunsforkids.org and send that Glock 27 straight into the hands that need it the most. The only safe child is an armed child. 1877 guns for kids. G-U-N-Z
11: guns for kids. 1877 guns for kids. Donate your guns today.
9: The final edition Radio Hour now presents a press conference with Ian Faith, former manager of the band Spinal Tap, who is now the spokesman for all the Republican candidates for president.
6: Mr. Mr. Page, Page! Mr. Page! Page. One at a time, one at a time. Uh, how
11: did managing a heavy metal band prepare you to work with Republican candidates?
6: Well, these Republicans are like the heavy metal of politics. They have the same cartoonish anger and rampant stupidity, but without all that leather, which, believe me, is very hard to clean. So these candidates can be pretty demanding. Tell me about it. I call this press conference because I want to read a list of their demands for the next debate. For example, They want changes to the questions the moderators ask. This letter that I am holding asks the networks not to include gotcha questions, non-gotcha questions, questions that almost gotcha but don't quite gotcha, rhetorical questions, eternal questions, questions that make you go, hmm, direct questions, indirect questions, regular questions, multiple choice questions, math questions, questions where you have to raise your hand. Word jumbles, bad libs, Wheel of Fortune puzzles, and anything that could be on Final Jeopardy. Can we get a copy of that? Oh, I only read you the first few. They have objected to about 3,000 types
1: of questions. These are the people who want to bring our country back by limiting freedom of the press? I do
6: what I'm asked to do by the Republicans in this race. Anyway, it's your country, mate. I'm British. Yours faithfully, Ian Faith. Oh, where the demons
5: dwell. where the live where a a man, man, and
7: the to the Welcome to the 2016 Republican presidential debate. Since the candidates objected to the last debate, they have taken control of the questions, as well as the format. So, let's get started. First, a question that Donald Trump approved for himself. Mr. Trump, why are you so great? Wow, a tough question right off the top.
11: Listen... I have been in the public eye for a long time, a very, very long time,
7: and I know how to get things done. Plus, you know, I'm over 10 feet tall. I'm huge. You can look it up. Okay. Now, Governor Jeb Bush, how did your brother, President George W. Bush, keep us safe on September 10th, 2001, September 12th, 2001, and several other days during his presidency? That question actually sounds pretty bad when I hear it out loud. You know what? Skip me. Sounds good. The next question for Carly Fiorina, the former CEO of Hewlett-Packard. Ms. Fiorina, as we all know, government runs exactly like a private business. If you cannot balance the federal budget, which Americans would you fire?
3: I would fire the ones who killed the babies right in front of me. There are pictures on the Internet of scientists dissecting babies alive in a vain effort to prove that climate change is real. I would fire those scientists first.
7: (laughs) The candidates did not approve fact-checking or follow-up questions, so we move on to Chris Christie. Governor Christie, you're a tough man who's made some hard choices as governor of New Jersey. You're not involved in any kind of corruption, and the George Washington Bridge scandal is not actually a thing. Also, you've lost weight. What's your question exactly? Apparently, I don't have one. Thanks for asking. Senator Rubio, why don't you get more credit for the 66% of the time you did show up for Senate votes last year?
0: That's a good question. You know, people don't realize that 66% is most of the time, and that I have easily attended more Senate votes than most other non-senators.
7: Finally, the last question is for Senator Ted Cruz. Senator Cruz, tell us again about the rabbits.
1: Okay, but just one more time. We're going to get a little place, and we're going to have a cow and some pigs, and we're going to have maybe, maybe a chicken. Down in the flat, we'll have a field
7: of... Field of alfalfa for the rabbits. For the rabbits. And I get to tend the rabbits. Yes, and we're going to live off the fat of the land. Yes, we are.
6: Hillary Clinton's email problem seems to have gone away since her performance at the Benghazi hearings. But the final edition has got hold of some of Hillary's newer email threads that might present her with new problems. Hey,
1: Hill, you were huge at the Benghazi deal. Crushed it. Crushed them. Crushed that gay Trey Gowdy girl. Wanna get it on with a real man?
3: Thank you. No, I don't like real men. Especially if they're Republican blowhards.
1: Baby, you can blow me hard Anytime. Right now, if you like. Little Donnie's erecting a Trump trouser tower just thinking about it.
3: Are you on medication of some kind? I noticed you've been pretty quiet lately, and you were like nowhere in the last debate.
1: Can't stop thinking about you, Hill. To me, HRC means Hot Rump Cougar.
3: Well... I guess I'm flattered, but my affections are engaged elsewhere. Thank you.
1: Know what, baby? You make me feel like a Democrat. All spineless and obsessed with sex.
3: And don't even think about turning Democrat.
1: Why not? I need some DNC TLC. You know I'm hung like a donkey,
3: right? Because I'm looking forward to sitting on you hard in the first presidential debate.
1: So long as it's on my face, baby. Check out this selfie.
3: Ah, oh, yuck. Yuma, forwarding this to you. Donald Trump is sexting me. Can you believe what he's done to his pubic hair?
12: <laughs> That's the first comb-over down there I've ever seen. Hmm.
3: Actually, it's kind of cute. Looks like... Oh, uh-oh. Okay, here comes more.
1: Little Donnie get you hot, Hill? Hey. Let's run together. I'll be your vice. Your favorite vice.
3: <laughs> I'm afraid you'll never be my favorite vice, Donnie. Check this out.
1: Woo! Who's the hottie on the bed with you? That Scottish chick who works for you? Humor Aberdeen?
3: Not Aberdeen, you dolt. Aberdeen.
1: abba 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 Whatever. Can me and little Donnie watch?
2: With luck, we'll be back
9: with more of the Final Edition Radio Hour. Pull up your pants! We're back! It's the Final Edition Radio Hour!
4: Man on the Street!
7: Two-thirds of the world has the herpes cold sore virus. The Final Edition asks the man on the street... What do you think? Well, don't look at me. Well, then I guess my job is done here. I don't mind everyone fucking, but turn the music down. The World Health Organization said that. Who? Exactly. Well, apparently we've all dated Karen. Well,
0: I know which two-thirds of the world I hope has
7: herpes. Scientists believe that uh, the herpes virus may have been picked up from humans having sex with chimpanzees. Uh, That's certainly the way I got it.
0: Suddenly I don't seem so stupid uh, looking at porn all the time.
7: Man, when they told me they were giving me HPV, I thought I'd just get better television. You
0: get a great deal for the first year, then they jack it up. I thank God I never touched a woman.
11: And the reason your hair is standing straight up now is electromagnetism. Now that's it for today's lesson from Mr. Science, kids.
5: Thank you, Mr. Science.
11: Okay. now in response to complaints from homeschool viewers, the station is having us give time to an opposing viewpoint. (sighs) Please welcome the alternative to Mr. Science, Mr.
8: Ignorance and Superstition. Hello, children, I'm Mr. Ignorance. Whoa, your hair is standing straight up. That means you're possessed by demons, probably due to masturbation. We'll pray about that later. But right now, we want to learn about climate change. Yay! Despite what some people think, climate change is real, and it's caused by sinfulness. Did you read your homework pamphlets? What does the sinfulness stem from? Um, the Jews? No. (laughs) That was something people used to think back in the Dark Ages. Lacking explanations for things, they blamed Jews for crop failures or disease. Ignorance and superstition were still in a very primitive state. Today, we know that bad things are actually caused by much more complex phenomena, like gay marriage.
10: But I have two daddies. They love each other.
8: And that's why we have a drought. Don't worry, little girl. I think it will rain if the community shuns the sodomites who are raising you. But you need to pray and try to interrupt their unnatural sex acts. Now, kids, how do we know that will work? By employing the ignorant method. And what is the first step in the ignorant method? Uh, come up with a hypothesis? No. First, we come up with a conclusion. Then we test it.
10: Experiments?
8: No. By seeing if it makes liberals angry, if we can get Maureen Dowd or Paul Krugman to call us willfully ignorant, we can be pretty sure we're onto to something.
5: Mr. Science says we should always be asking questions.
8: And he's right. Specifically, the question you should always ask is, what did the homos do to make baby Jesus angry?
12: Gee, Mr. Ignorance, now we're all sad and scared.
8: <laughs> That's because 57 million babies have been murdered since Roe v. Wade. For your homework assignment, look at these pictures of them. (laughs) That's it for this time. Remember, ignorance is not an excuse. It's a tool.
7: I'm Martin Shkreli, CEO of Turing Pharmaceuticals. I recently raised the price of the drug Daraprim 5,000%, and I kept it up there. Why? For the kids. For years, teenagers have been getting high on life-saving AIDS drugs. That's what happens when a drug costs less than $600. I have a typical teenager right here. What's your name, son? My name's Larry. I'm a teenager. Gary, why do you buy an antiparasitic drug that was originally developed to treat malaria, then snort it during a shop class?
4: I enjoy the common side effects of nausea, vomiting, loss of appetite, insomnia, and dry mouth.
7: It makes me feel cool. Well, what if I told you the price of that drug just went up from $13.50 to $700? Really? Wow. I can't get high anymore. Guess I'll have to join the military and defend my country. Oh, and you, over there, what are you doing with that Vecamil, which is indicated for the management of hypertension?
0: I'm using it to make a bomb. Kids. Touring Pharmaceuticals. As if we care.
7: Good evening, and welcome to I Don't Watch the News That Much. I'm Roy Dankwood. Joining me tonight in my roundup of this week's headlines is Kevin Brainer, a gentleman I recently struck up a conversation with in the stomach relief aisle at CVS. Kevin, welcome to the show. Nice to be here. How are those hemorrhoids treating you? Much better, thanks. Well, the Republican... Did you try
0: those medicated wipes?
7: Yes, I did. Well, the Republican campaign... I always
0: keep those right on top of the toilet, so I have them when I need them. The Republican campaign
7: for president seems just as chaotic as ever. The latest polls suggest Ben Carson leads the race, while Jeb Bush is fighting for his political life. What's your take on all this, Kevin?
0: Roy, I like what Ben Carson is saying. What is Carson saying
7: that appeals to you?
0: You know, I don't... I don't... you know, I don't... Watch
7: the news that much. Right, that's it. I don't watch the news that much i know that's why i asked you to be on the show you say you like what ben carson is saying but you can't tell me what he is saying that you like that's it
0: that's what i was gonna say
7: could it be that what you like about ben carson is his low-key tone of voice his soft spoken manner
0: i don't remember what he said but there's something about his his his, tone of voice yeah exactly his tone of voice also i like his uh his soft spoken manner No, his, yeah, his soft-spoken manner, that's it. Do you also like
7: the fact that Ben Carson has never held an elective office before?
0: Very much. I think that's one of his greatest accomplishments.
7: So that doesn't bother you, that a person who's never been elected to anything now wants to be president?
0: Well, Ronald Reagan became president, so,
7: you know. Ronald Reagan was governor of California.
0: That was a long time ago. Do you think you'll vote for Ben Carson? I don't know, Roy. I like Donald Trump,
7: too. What is it about Trump that you like? I like what he says. What does he say that you like? You know, I don't... I don't... you know, I just don't... Watch the news that much. I wouldn't say that. But you like what Trump is saying. It's not that I like what Trump is saying, it's that... Trump says whatever he feels like saying? No, that's not it at all. Trump speaks from his gut? No, I don't agree with that. Trump doesn't worry about offending anybody? Exactly. I like that about him. What do you think of John Kasich? I don't like him. Why don't you like him? I just don't like him. Could you be more specific? Is he too
0: moderate for you? Yes. Yes, he's way too moderate. I don't like that.
7: So there's no way you would vote for John Kasich? No.
0: I don't know who that is. Did you watch the
7: GOP debate? Yes. Yes, I did. What were your impressions?
0: I didn't like it.
7: Why didn't you like it? Did you think there was a lack of substance? Yeah, there was definitely a lot of that. Who do you think won the debate? I like Ben Carson. But do you think Carson won the debate? Oh, I didn't see the debate. So if you didn't see the debate, how can you say it lacked substance? I didn't know you meant did I see it. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, Kevin and I are going to discuss whether newly elected House Speaker Paul Ryan can unite the House Republicans.
0: I don't, uh, you know, I don't... I know.
5: Go, Marathoners! Go! Come on! You only have 125,000 feet left! You still have a really long way to go! Move
2: it! Dude, dude, I don't think your cheers are very encouraging.
5: What are you talking about? I'm encouraging the runners with facts! Oh, look! This runner's name is Jane! Go, Jane! Go! I used to date a Jane! She died last year! Life is short, Jane! Run faster!
8: Asshole! Yeah, I don't
7: think that was very encouraging.
5: What's more encouraging than reminding someone to go faster because life is fleeting!
7: Okay, look. We're supposed to be manning the drink station. Can you just give the runners these cups as they go by?
5: No, 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 no problem. I actually have something even better to help keep them hydrated. Here you go, marathoners! Drink up! What the hell was that? Wheatgrass juice! It's better for you than water! Here, here, have a drink, marathoner!
12: What is this?
5: Have milk! It coats your stomach so you won't have an accidental BM!
8: Dude! Just give them water and say, go, runners, go, and
5: that's it. Fine. Go, runners. Go. Go, runners. Go. Hey, where are all the cheers? We need your support.
12: Yeah, cheers on.
5: They're slowing down. Must do something about it. They need me. Marathoners, there's probably a bomb on this block. It could blow up any second. Remember Boston? Run for your lives, people! Dude. (laughs) Too much? Too soon? One
10: eight seven seven guns for kids. G U N Z guns for kids. One eight seven seven guns for kids DONATE YOUR GUNS TODAY.
1: Guns? Not a single responsible adult gun owner has been able to curb the recent wave of violence against our most vulnerable of citizens. The answer? More guns, of course. But this time, let's put them in the hands of the Americans that need them the most.
11: One eight seven seven guns for kids. G u n z guns for kids. One eight seven seven guns
1: for kids. Donate your guns today. So go to one of our local gun drives, or apply for a shipping label online at www.gunsforkids.org, and send that Glock twenty seven straight into the hands that need it the most. The only safe child is an armed child.
11: one guns for kids G-U-N-Z guns for kids One eight seven seven guns for kids Donate your guns today.
12: <laughs>
9: they don't like it when I roll my R's. Here if I do it more. Next on, the final edition.
6: Okay, I think you should do one of this. What?! I, I, I'm just... I'm you just, don't I improvise, can't. that you're telling me? No, I can't improvise. this. There's not enough substance to get my teeth into it.
9: After these messages, the final edition Radio Hour will go to pi squared.
6: We will be right back after this.
9: <laughs> now do something French. Imagine drinking wine. Just did. We'll be back to discuss on the final edition Radio
6: Hour. Okay, these are incomprehensible. That's enough.
9: We'll be back soon with more of the Final Edition Radio Hour! Welcome back to the Final Edition Radio Hour and our ongoing periodic every now and then interview segment with leading characters in the world of satire and beyond. This week we are lucky to be joined by Harmon Leon. Harmon is a writer for Vice Magazine and an infiltrator. We'll find out what that's all about. Exactly, uh, And I think what what I find most fascinating about your work uh, is this infiltration. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's essentially what you do is you you embed yourself within an, or a group, an organization, an event, a happening, but rather than being straightforward that you're a reporter, you are one of them. Um, and you've, the list of places that you've been able to infiltrate um, from, I guess you... White you, supremacist. White supremacist. Um, which you sort of look the part? I mean, you're white, so yeah. There you know. Who
4: uh, tried to recruit me of all places at Applebee's? Yeah. And like I say, I don't know if that says anything about white supremacists, but it says something about Applebee's. <laughs> Even people that hate love Applebee's.
9: <laughs> or they feel comfortable yeah. getting together at Applebee's. <laughs>
4: um,
9: I personally, I mean, I want to hear about what your favorites were, but my favorite infiltration was that you entered a Christian comedy contest and you won.
4: Yeah, so this is a big stand-up uh, com- Christian stand-up comedy convention that takes place in Cobb County, uh, Georgia. Every year. Every year. So there's, it's, it is crazy because it's like this whole alternative universe of stand-up comedy. And we know all the conventions of comedy and stand-up. And you go there, and they have their own kind of superstars in their own right that you know sell like platinum gold albums, and yet you never heard of them. And within that, I entered. They had a Christian stand-up comedy competition, and I just want to ask you, uh, uh, what has two thumbs? So you can't see this gag on radio. No, this is fine. This is. a won is, the I Christian stand-up comedy competition with a bunch of Jesus jokes. He wrote on a napkin in his hotel room the night before. Joey McJew from Brooklyn, and if yeah. in um, podcast world, I'm pointing at myself. So this uh, we're gonna animate. Visual of that we're so gonna airbrush anime. that out of there. Absolutely, if that works,
9: I would think trying to infiltrate a group like white supremacists. And, and didn't you tell me, do you something to the gun group or you did some other sort of like more militant groups? Is that right?
4: Oh yeah. The, uh, Oath Keepers, if you know them in the yeah, news. Keepers, yeah. Right. So yeah. they were the guys that were on the rooftops at, uh, Ferguson. They just showed up armed, yeah. you know, thinking everyone's going to embrace these white guys with guns, uh, you know, on the rooftop of Ferguson, uh, the, the police just finally just threatened them to arrest them. So I infiltrated their group. Um, you, you might not know this, like uh, right by uh, Bed Bath and Beyond in Midtown. Uh, that's where they hold their meetings in, in the back room of a gun range. There, so uh, this has so far been an excellent <laughs> branding opportunity for. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sponsored by all these outlets. I get a free swag by <laughs> yeah. just mentioning that. So like I just, free well, burning I, I just, I just, and, I and just earned come. a comforter by just mentioning that. That's correct. But uh, so they're the group. So you see them like that. But they're the group that everything is a just a beyond crazy conspiracy to take away their guns. Like, they're like, uh, uh, the reason that Obama wants to grant uh, amnesty to 11 million, uh, you know, uh, people is because they will all vote Democrat. And if they vote Democrat, then they're going to vote against the NRA and take away their guns. So they kind of see the world through that filter of, like, everything is about taking away their guns right. and putting us in 24-7 right. FEMA camps.
9: So th- that they're a good... Um example of, you know, there's many things that come like the Jack in the Box is a great expose on on peoples at that level of life and what they're doing. But like when you go to a group like the Oath Keepers, Mm -hmm. um, is there something that you want out of it besides surviving? And I don't know if you felt like you were threatened at all, or you're you're worried about being exposed. Like, do you go in with a goal of like, I want to get this certain message out? Or do you go in and just let the experience happen and, and then see what you've discovered?
4: Yeah, I mean, like, early on, I used to go, all right, I have an agenda. You know, it's just like to uh, just lambast these guys and just, you know, kind of record the stupid things they say. But on a way, kind of now it's just like you sort of want to, all right, what's seeing the world like through their shoes? You know, it's like, what, why are they saying these ridiculous things? And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just basically a bunch of, like, really scared guys about, you know, life is kind of, uh, give them a hard, you know, deck of cards. And they're just kind of like, uh. Yeah, it's all a conspiracy, you know. It's not me and my failed life. Sorry, I'm not being really funny. No, <laughs> not. Fair. me and my failed life. We have life. jokes later. We'll yeah, okay, out. okay. It's like, uh, you know, the world is a conspiracy against right. me. And that's why it's everything in my life is shitty. Do you find yourself, like,
9: for the most part now, empathizing with all the different groups? Like, do you, do you go in and you say they're doing these crazy stuff, like there was also a Christian wrestling thing you infiltrated, and, and you end up coming out, whether it's them or the Oath Keepers, saying... They're just like the rest of us. They just have
4: one thing that's off. Or if you come to groups that you're like, those people are fucking crazy. Um, the really fucking crazy ones, like, oh, they're fucking crazy. Uh, but they are like uh, there is like a commonality, you know, amongst people. Like, uh, you know, like I spent a week with the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, and it's just but like. Now how
6: did you infiltrate the? Because they yeah, must so, be. Yeah. They so, must have very rigid defenses in, in, in both in. Behavioral terms as well as just physical ones.
4: Yeah, so that was more just me going there covering it. Like, I just emailed them and said, Can I spend a few days with you guys? And, uh, and all that. And it's like, um, so, and I would, like, eat dinner at their house and go, like, to their daughter's, like, track meet. But you were on the, you were up and up that you're
9: a reporter. Or yeah. Or like yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But, um, what I found, like, interesting was, is, like, they just, they had this sort of gallows sense of humor. Like, that's, you know, like, every group has their, like, inside jokes that mm-hmm. make them laugh. Mm-hmm. And it, just imagine if you're, like, the most hated group on the planet. Like, yeah. you're, you know, like, every time you go out, everyone's just, you know, screaming at you. And, and, and you're just hated and despised by everyone. Like, how your gallow humor would be. Yeah.
9: Are, are the people that go to, like, are they just passion driven? Are they like for the cause or are they sort of like, you know, you know scamming people or are, they, or are they just sort of going along? Like, for instance, before you're going to this event, mm-hmm. were, were some of the Westboro guys like, yeah, this is dumb. Like, let's save it for the abortion of people. Or were they all like, yeah, let's go.
4: No, they're, they're totally, yeah, let's go. Because yeah. they, they protest on weekends, three protests on Saturday, <laughs> Sundays. I love to see their Outlook calendar. Yeah, and it's like, um, and the crazy ones is they protest other churches for Why? not being Jesus enough.
9: That's what Jesus would do. Is yeah, would protest yeah. other yeah. churches. <laughs> so, uh, so how? So, so, that back to Tony's question. One group, let's say the the Oath Keepers. If that mm-hmm. was, a, how do you infiltrate a group that not as a not up on up as a reporter, but just infiltration, particularly a group that like Oath Keepers again, they're they're by their nature paranoid. And yeah. they're dangerous. Um, like like what are there sort of keys? Is there something you like need to tell yourself to like be brave about? I mean like what's the What's I, the method?
4: The, the, like when you're when you're walking in there? Um that no, you just it's 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 a weird thing about these like like fringe groups is that they're not thinking, is anyone infiltrating us? They're thinking, Thank God there's another like minded person like mm. us You know we're expanding right. so, but, but so what do you
6: say then? What do you say to pr- prove to them that you're like-minded?
4: Oh um, well, from first that was a process where I went to their website and a lot of them are um, ex-military, ex uh, uh, you know uh, law enforcement. so I first got a uh, membership lifetime membership from them, so I got the membership pack, so I got the ID with my fictional name on it um you mean like a membership in like a police
9: union or like what? no no Oath keepers oh no yeah. okay you could just go and get one online okay yeah 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 so i got through the
4: site and you get like a pocket constitution awesome so you know i turn up with my pocket constitution uh you know ready to go and again it's just, it's always like so the mindset i do is just like you play kind of the wide-eyed naive like kind of gung-ho but uh like you know really kind of excited sort of thing and it's like and, again, it's like they're not thinking you're an infiltrator. Uh, they're just thinking, all right, new guy. They're happy yeah. to have more friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah. do you find it takes uh, – does it take a while for people to, like,
9: let down your guard? I mean, imagine for you that's the most exciting part is when people let down the guard and you start seeing things organically. Does that happen a lot? Does it happen quickly? Like, wh- or What are some like examples of when people just said stuff that you couldn't believe they were saying but they trusted you to hear it?
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's just – well, I think it's just like coming from the world of comedy is like what's the great equalizer is if you can just sort of make them laugh and make them comfortable you know it's like you know be like the funny guy, yeah. I mean, not like the crazy funny guy like you've seen my show but just just be the nice friendly you know funny guy, and uh, just be really enthusiastic
6: yeah, but when you when you make people laugh you you have to be in some on some level you have to find a an area of agreement whether mm-hmm. whatever it might be, so that you're you're actually referencing things that they think are funny or that they think are absurd or, or shocking or whatever. So and th- doesn't that put you in the position of having to say things that you would not normally say or that you even would feel bad about afterwards?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like you do the research on, on the groups. Like, right. uh, um, so like with the white supremacist, I was like 45 minutes late because of traffic, and to warm them up, I said... Uh, the only thing I hate worse than traffic is the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> so did you and, really then like, and then it's like, and then they're just like, oh,
9: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that. There's no, I mean, like, that's the thing, like, why I'm sitting here thinking there's a like, secret sauce, <laughs> yeah. but that's just the direct, like, yeah.
4: hey, yeah. guys, you want to order the you want to hate yeah. blacks? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work for other groups. Right. But, works for the whites. But groups.
9: that goes
6: with, the, again, I mean, that must go with, the even for you, that must go with the, the territory, no? I mean, if, well I just I'd, say the wrong thing to an earthkeeper. I mean
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've
6: got to keep your wits around you, surely.
4: Yeah, I mean there's been other ones where the logistics are the scary bits. Like so, like I went around with like repo men, uh outside of Reno, like Ooh, wow. and going repossessing yeah. cars in the middle of the night. Ooh, wow. Like not even yeah. in Reno, like out twenty miles outside yeah, of Reno. Yeah. Whether, whether so it's like that find the bodies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, what you know, the wild card factor of that is uh the scary bit but then again it's like i don't know the crazy adrenaline's all you know it's like i'm kind of intrigued you yeah, know yeah yeah so <laughs> wow that sounds wild. yeah <laughs>
9: um well uh let, let me ask you i mean obviously for me the fascination with supremacy and the hate groups and all that what are uh some of the groups that you've infiltrated that you found most rewarding or most like remember like if you had to choose like three or four like experiences that really stick out
4: um it was probably like um it was either assembling a fake family of misfits of non-matching ethnicities in auditioning for the family feud under <laughs> the family name, the Smunts, cause it, Smunts sounds really funny when repeated. But I think, I think like the, the, the actual like really fun one is, um, um, I contacted the judge Joe Brown show and I created a fabricated case and recruited some actor friends. Uh, and we got on and the case was, uh, it was a bachelor party in Vegas. We gave our friends seven hundred dollars to hire some strippers, and when it came time for them to take it off, they weren't chicks; they were dudes. Mm. And so then we were battling it out on Judge Joe Brown.
9: No, you were suing the stripping
4: uh, su- company. No, I was stri- suing my friend oh, okay. or my actor friend. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, That's so.
9: yeah. Cool. I had uh, I had some friends in college who infiltrated the the Ricky Lake show. Yeah, um, it's pretty fun. They they they're. These TV shows have a much lower standard than even the hate groups, I bet. <laughs> well, it's or is like, that more challenging?
4: It's more challenging. There's a lot of documentation you have to uh. present. So it's a lot of, like, you got your Photoshop skills come into play. Like, it's like, oh, well, you're in Vegas. Can you send us, like, the receipt to your hotel? And it's like, all right. So then you go on hotels.com. Uh, you book a hotel, and then you immediately cancel it, and then you Photoshop the dates. I right. know probably not perfectly legal. Uh, you know, it's... <laughs>
9: It, you it might not hold up in a court of law. We I mean,
4: pretext. Yeah. It if but, to... And then they was like, you know, show us photos from your bachelor party. Okay. So you remember, uh, SF Asia, that restaurant. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it was an Asian tranny bar. So we just went there and, you know, snapped some photos um, um, and, and that's the bachelor party. And <laughs> awesome. so it's just, you know, a lot of stuff like that and a lot of stuff you can find online. Very
9: cool. Um, well, uh, Harmon, thank you. Now, where can everyone read? I mean, these stories—they're fascinating. You, you do more than this, but to us, at least
4: to yeah, me, tell us
6: something. a little bit about your one-man show, because I haven't. Oh, seen yeah. That.
4: So um, that's sort of based on my infiltration. So it's uh, the centerpiece of it is um, uh, so uh, it's called porn Corn Body Slamming for Jesus. Um, so it's where I was a clothed extra in a porn movie. Uh, so that's one of the set pieces, and uh, body slamming for Jesus—that's when I infiltrated the Christian Wrestling Federation in Georgia where they body slam for Jesus, uh, which is, it's just like WWE wrestling, where people get hit in the back of of chairs, everything, and then at you the end. You had some video of that. Yeah, one, yeah, so yeah. Seen. It turns, like, really serious, and they try to, like, tie it all into the Bible and why they're being hit in the chairs and, like, the blood's correlated to, you know, I might have blood on me, but that's not, like, I know someone who had blood, and he died for your sins. And, <laughs> you know, just, like, a lot of that stuff. So, I mean, I love that. It was, like. How much more entertaining can you get? That's great. That's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> prayer and improv <laughs> yeah, skills. Are yeah, yeah, yeah. So then there's like a, a storyline that weaves through uh, the stories. Right. So that's kind of like, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I cool. saw it. I Very saw cool. it recently. Um,
9: you can find all, all your information stuff is on Vice now, right?
4: Yeah, Vice or HarmonLeon.com.
9: HarmonLeon.com. That's always a good uh, good starting point. Um, and uh, you have a monthly show called Tale and yep. other shows. Harmon's always gigging around New York. And you're going to be at at, at the Melbourne Fest or Adelaide Fest? Tell me again. Uh, The Adelaide Festival. Thank you. Adelaide Festival. Forget you, Melbourne people. Um, And he's probably going to be in a town near you, uh, infiltrating your favorite group. Um, Once again, thank you for joining us. Harmon, any last words? Anything else we forgot to mention? Um, It's been
4: a pleasure to be here.
9: Thank you for infiltrating us. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. We'll be right back. Pull up your
5: pants. We're back. It's the final edition radio hour.
9: Tony, we gotta come up with a promo. Our listeners don't know enough about all the great stuff the final edition does. Even when we tell them it's all this like blah, 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 dot, 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 WWW URL crap. No one gets what that is on radio. They just tune it out.
6: Well, I have the perfect way to hold their attention while we give them the goods. When I was at the National Lampoon in the 70s, our most famous cover had a cute mutt With a 38 Magnum to its head, and the legend, buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog.
9: Yeah, I remember that, but how does that help us? It was a visual image for a magazine. Meet Freckles. Freckles? (laughs) Oh, there, there. Good boy. What's the matter then? Also, meet
6: my 38 Magnum.
9: Jesus Christ, you have a gun? Don't wave that thing around here.
6: Is that thing loaded? Sure is. Hey, listeners to the final edition Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. If you don't stay tuned to this promo while Jeff gives you all the necessary info about our fabulous website and our fabulous YouTube channel and all the fabulous stuff we do, I will shoot this dog.
3: Jesus, man,
9: take the gun out of that defenseless animal's ear.
6: Uh-uh. Give him a good, chef. Oh,
5: my God.
9: Poor freckles. Okay, fine. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour, you want more of what we do, go to thefinaledition.com. Our radio airs on this network on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 8, as well as Wednesday at midnight. We've also got an album. We've got a Twitter feed. We've got a great YouTube channel, Facebook. Everything you can want at thefinaledition.com.
6: Now... Tell them to tap all that into their iPhones or leave themselves an audio memo. No,
9: I won't. I told them enough, Tony. I'm calling you. Tell
6: them. Tell them, or the dog gets it. I'm cocking the gun right now.
9: Okay, listeners, uh, please uh, write this down. Thefinaledition.com. Thefinaledition.com. Go there for everything you want from The Final Edition, or this crazy old British coot is going to plug old Freckles.
6: Okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? Come here, Freckles, you dumb old chum.
5: Hey, hey, get down. Get, 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 down. Get away from me. Get, you crazy. Guys. Good job, Freckles. Get, get him. Away. Sick of him. Oh, yeah,
9: this is Jeff Chrysler for the final edition of Radio God, Hour on Progressive crazy. Voices on TuneIn. Oh, 8 p.m. Saturday, God. Sunday, and Monday nights. Midnight on Wednesday.
5: Ah. No, Freckles, put that thing down. You don't have opposable thumbs.
12: No. Honey, what's this brown stain on my blouse?
11: Remember how you wanted to start using cloth diapers for the baby, and I thought it was a bad idea? Yeah? Well, put two and two together, dear!
12: Sorry, I'm not following you. Jesus!
11: You wanted to use cloth diapers for a poop machine of a baby!
12: Right.
5: I disagreed, saying it would be a total
12: mess! I know that, but why is there a huge brown stain on my blouse?
5: Cloth diapers would be good for the environment, you said. Uh Uh-huh. And I said, no, it's too messy. There'll be shit everywhere, all over the place, in our room, on our hands, and especially on our clothes.
12: Yeah, I remember the conversation. I also remember how you were concerned that we would have to use our own clothes if we ran out of clean cloth diapers. Oh, so you remember that. Yeah, but I still don't know why. There's a brown
5: stain on your blouse? WHY IS THERE A BROWN STAIN ON YOUR blouse?
12: Yes, why is there a nasty brown stain on my blouse? <laughs> Dad? What are you doing here? You're supposed to be at the rest home.
8: I left. I'm coming to live with you. But, but, but you're in Condon. We can't handle that. This is the best day of the rest of my life. I just discovered independence. Cloth diapers for seniors. Look, they're reusable. Oh. I'm out!
7: Welcome to True Story Theatre. I'm Barry Lank of the Final Edition. People often ask us, or they ask somebody, where do you get your ideas? The Internet, of course. What else is there? For example, there's a news story from a while back that caught our attention about a German gentleman on an Iberia Airlines flight from Madrid to Frankfurt. For some reason, he took off all his clothes and refused to sit down. The naked passenger started shouting, became disruptive, and locked himself in the restroom, refusing to come out. The pilot had to turn the plane around and head back to Madrid, where the man was taken off the plane. And that's all we know about the actual incident. So, I had to fill in the details myself by conducting an interview with the gentleman in question, who is sitting right here in front of me. Sir, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Barry.
0: For someone who was born in Germany, you don't sound German at all. Barry, I assure you, I'm 100% German. It's kind of a fun hobby of mine to speak like an American with just a tinge of a Boston accent.
7: That's pretty amazing when you're able to speak English with a natural American accent. What's even
0: more amazing is I'm speaking in German. If you don't mind my asking, why did you take your clothes off on that plane? Barry, I just hate to fly. Taking off my clothes helps me to
7: relax. A lot of people hate flying, but they don't get naked. Well, you're an American. In Europe, we have a totally different view of public nudity. And what is that view?
0: Makes us kind of horny. Do you think it's appropriate to be naked on a plane? Look, Barry, the truth is, when you come right down to it, we're all naked on planes. The only difference is, most people are covering that up with clothing.
7: Do you always take your clothes off on airplanes?
0: No. Only when I'm flying from Madrid to
7: Frankfurt. Okay, so you were nervous. You took your clothes off. Why didn't you sit down when the flight attendants asked you to?
0: Well, the guy in the seat next to me wasn't having it. He was kind of pissed off at me for sitting on his nook. Now, at some point, you became disruptive. What happened? They called it being disruptive. I call it visiting. I thought people would eventually loosen up, but they kept screaming and pointing. Well, you can't really blame them. People were very judgmental, Barry, and in my own defense, that plane was extremely drafty. What were the other passengers saying to you? Well, many of them
7: were asking me to stop doing jumping jacks. You were doing jumping jacks in the aisle? How did the passengers feel about it? They liked it better than my handstands. (laughs) Forgive me, but it sounds like you made quite a nuisance of yourself. I would prefer to call it performance art. You consider that performance art?
0: Well, that's what I told the cops. But why run around naked, especially in a cramped cabin? Look, I wanted to be in the first class section, but they already had a naked guy up there. I
7: can't believe the crew let this go on as long as it did.
0: Well, most of the time the flight attendants were just trying to squeeze by me with the beverage cart.
7: So... Finally, you locked yourself in the restroom and you wouldn't come out. Why wouldn't you come out? I didn't have any clothes on. Looking back on this experience, do you have any regrets?
0: Yes, I do, Barry. I should never have tried to flirt with that college girl. Wasn't that terribly awkward? Are you kidding? It was a complete waste of time. She's seeing somebody.
8: On. Good. I hate this thing. Sanderson, Massey, Proctor, get in here. Yeah, boss? Right here. What's up? Pre-sales, that's what's up. They're through the roof! We've beaten our previous single-day advance sales record by a factor of ten. We need to frontline Star Wars spin-off stat! So, what are our big ideas?
12: Uh, origin stories, Han Solo, Boba Fett...
8: Yoda! Yoda? Who gives a shit about Yoda? Um, plenty of... Pee- Never mind! Solo. I like it. Young swashbuckler, ladies' man. Who'll play him? Ford, yeah?
12: Well, since we're talking about an origin story, we might want to go a little bit... Younger!
8: Bullshit. Ford looks fantastic. Look at the dailies from episode 8. You're telling me we can't pull that off with a little digital wizardry and shit?
4: Well, I mean,
6: CGI can only go so far.
8: Good! We're in agreement, then. Ford, done. Now, Who'll play his love interest? Uh,
12: uh, well, we've been talking with Jennifer Lawrence's people. Why?
8: So we can open our bank vaults and then she can blog about how underpaid she is? Plus, there's the age thing. Uh, You mean pairing her up with Ford? Exactly. She's ancient. It's weird.
12: Jennifer Lawrence is ancient? Please.
8: Did you see her in the latest Hunger Games? My God. You could practically hear her going through menopause.
12: How about Emma Watt? No!
8: None of the Emmas. No Emma Stone, no Emma Roberts, no Emma Watson. Too old. It's disgusting. Come on. We're Disney. There has to be someone more age appropriate. Who do we have in the Jungle Book remake?
12: The elderly Scarlett Johansson.
8: You want Yoda? There. There's your Yoda. Uh,
12: sir, Tom Hanks is online too. Fuck him. Uh, excuse me?
8: You heard me. Fuck him. Third place behind Matt Damon. And that. That Goosebumps movie.
12: What? Bridge of Spies? The reviews are insane. Spielberg's finest beautifully directed, exquisitely acted. Why don't you
8: shit in one hand and beautifully directed, exquisitely acted in the other and tell me which one fills up first?
12: That doesn't even make sense.
8: I'll tell you what doesn't make sense. These long titles. Millennials hate long titles. Spielberg had it right in his early years. Jaws. Duel. Hook. Then he overcomplicates everything. Schindler's List? Why not just Schindler? He got his mojo back with Lincoln. But Bridge of Spies? Who wants to see that? Goosebumps. I get it. Of course, Bridge of Spies is third. Simplify people. Proctor, what's our highest grossing movie of all time? Frozen. Exactly. Avatar, Titanic,
12: need I go on? I don't want to live in this world anymore.
8: (laughs) Must be on her period. Oh. My. God. What? The Jungle Book. It has three words. Oh. My. God. Oh. My. God is right. I greenlit that shit. Get me marketing stat. Oh, and call maintenance.
1: From the studio that brought you Frozen, Up, and Cars comes a reimagining of a classic tale of an orphaned boy raised in the jungle by wolves a Black Bear and a Panther. From the director of Chef and the producers of Chef Elba Murray Walkin
11: Johansson in Jungle.
5: 1877
10: Guns for Kids. G-U-N-Z guns for kids. 1877 guns for kids. Donate your guns today.
1: Guns? Not a single responsible adult gun owner has been able to curb the recent wave of violence against our most vulnerable of citizens. The answer? More guns, of course. But this time, let's put them in the hands of the Americans that need them the most. 1877 guns for kids.
11: G U N Z guns for kids. 1877
1: guns for kids. Donate your guns today. So go to one of our local gun drives or apply for a shipping label online at www.gunsforkids.org and send that Glock 27 straight into the hands that need it the most. The only safe child is an armed child.
11: one guns for kids G-U-N-Z GUNS-FOR-KIDS guns for kids Donate your guns today.
2: Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Ann Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earle, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Hendrick, Abby Parker, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, Leslie Shapira, Kurt Weitzman, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2015.